0: And now, from the Room 111 studios, it's Hacking Engagement with James Sternovan.
1: Well, hello, young listener, and welcome back to the Hacking Engagement podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I think you're going to be glad you're here. When you hear this episode, I'm going to give you an idea. You've got to try this idea. It's so much fun. Your students will love it. You'll love it. So I'm going to get right to it because I have a little bit to explain before I bring on my awesome original sources. A couple weeks back, I was preparing to assign students 20 pages on the Industrial Revolution, which is a very important topic. As I was reading through the pages, I kept saying to myself, wow, this is really boring. (laughs) These kids are going to struggle with this. And it's important information, but it is delivered in a pretty dry fashion. And so I thought there's got to be a way to break out of the box and do this in a more engaging fashion. And when I use the term box here, I'm using it literally because I'm thinking of the box as the four walls of my classroom. So what I decided I needed to do was to break students out of the classroom and have them do an engaging activity while learning about the Industrial Revolution and, I, and digesting this 20 pages in the process. Now, that might seem like a tall order, but what we did was a blast. We did a scavenger hunt that utilized the entire school building that enlightened students about these 20 pages. The students were armed with their smartphones, with QR code readers. They were determined to find hints that were diabolically (laughs) hidden throughout the building. Once they found a QR code, they clicked on it, and then they got a question, and then they had to research the book to find the answer. And these were big questions. These were not minor questions. Questions like, why did the Industrial Revolution start in England? How did the Industrial Revolution inspire imperialism? So these were big questions, not trivial questions. And then once they had that prompt, they could look at their book and and come up with some responses to this. So this was a really fresh way to tackle a lot of stuff, a lot of important material. Now this episode, man, it's essential you come over to my website and look at my show notes. It won't make sense to you otherwise. Here's what I have on the show notes. I have a link So one of the neatest tools in terms of QR codes in the classroom is called ClassroomTools.net. You can simply type in questions, just basic questions, and boom, it's going to create QR codes for you. It's going to allow you to print those off and then cut them out and hide them in really nasty places. (laughs) I also have a link to... uh, a QR code reader called I-Nigma, which to me is just a very simple one to use. I'm also going to give you the 10 hints that I gave my students and, and see if you can figure out what the 10 hints lead to. And I'll put the 10 answers below. In other words, students got a sheet of paper with 10 hints on finding the QR codes and then the QR codes contain the questions. You can probably take my 10 hints and use them in your school as well. And to help me explain this Fabulous topic! I have two wonderful original sources, two kids, two months away from graduation, and boy, I'll tell you what—they don't have senioritis. They're raring to go. They're—they're great students. Carolyn Craig Bowden and her buddy Sandy Smith, and also something else about this episode that's very interesting is if you're a big fan of The Office, (laughs) like I am, (laughs) there's a great Office reference in here, and then finally. I have two apologies. Number one, I'm sitting in a squeaky chair in this episode, and I just am going to take myself outside and berate myself for that. That's totally unprofessional. But I was just animated and, and scooching around and squeaking a lot. That's what you're hearing there. It's not some untoward sound. <laughs> it's just my chair. And then finally, I'm also clapping a lot because I get with these kids. I get excited and I clap. So I'm going to work on not squeaking, and not clapping in future episodes. Buckle up, man. This episode is awesome. Hey there, listener. Please check out my book, Hacking Engagement, 50 Tips and Tools to Engage Teachers and Learners Daily. It's available on Amazon as of the late summer of 2016. And also check out hacklearning.org for a cornucopia of teacher empowerment resources. If you enjoy the Hacking Engagement Podcast, do us a solid. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Okay, let's get back to the solutions part of the Hacking Engagement
0: Podcast.
1: Well, here we are in the room 111 studios, and uh, once again, I'm surrounded by these really smart guys. Uh, On my left, I have a a young woman by the name of Carolyn Craig Bowden, but I'm not going to call her Carolyn Craig Bowden. I'm going to call her by her Sturdivant nickname which is Cabernet, because she's like a vintage student who gets better every year I have her in class. Say hello, Cabernet. Hello. <laughs> and then on my right, I got Sandy Smith, and Sandy was in my ancient history class last semester, and his name quickly morphed into Sanskrit, the ancient language of the Indian subcontinent. Say hello, my good man. Hey. (laughs) All that and all I got was a hey. (laughs) So I was in this dilemma. I had this long reading in my history book on the Industrial Revolution. It was pretty dry, and I was thinking, geez, I need to amp this up some. I need to get these kids doing something, which was my motivation for creating this school-wide scavenger hunt that was based on prompts right from the reading. And these kids paired up and they ran around the school and they tried to figure out the scavenger hunt, figure out the questions. And I thought I'd bring in these young people to talk about their experience in the Sturtevant Industrial Revolution scavenger hunt. So I'm going to start out here before I talk about the scavenger hunt. I have these fine young people in my class on a late winter day. It's right after school and they're busy as all get out. But they came in, but I'm not letting them get away without talking about their wonderful futures. So we're going to pretend that, let's see, we're the class of 2017, correct? Yep. Yep. So if I'm still alive in 2027, (laughs) I'm going to stop by your 10th year high school reunion. I'm going to see Cabernet over there, and she's looking fly, and I'm going to walk up to her, and I'm going to say, well, Cabernet, what are you doing with yourself these days, and how are you going to respond?
2: Well, I'll probably have a husband, I'm guessing, in 10 years, um, maybe a child, <laughs> and um, I may be a teacher. I'm oh. leaning towards education right now, so that might be something.
1: You know, I'm so glad, able. man, you're the first kid I've had on here that hasn't going to be some medical person. Really? Some doctor. So you're like the first humanities person I've had. I'm so excited.
2: Yeah, it's either a teacher or maybe just something to do with people.
1: I thought you were going to say a teacher or maybe an engineer or a doctor. <laughs>
2: nope. No. What would you teach? Early childhood education.
1: Awesome. So what are your plans for next year? She's graduating. What are your plans for next year?
2: I'm going to Ohio University.
1: Awesome. Love OU. If you're not from the state of Ohio, which most of you aren't, take a trip sometime to Athens, Ohio. You'll be amazed you in the state of Ohio. It's hilly. It's green. It's beautiful. Now let's go over here to Sanskrit. All right, I've just talked to Cabernet. You know, we just had a little glass of punch. We're talking a little smack. Very proud of her. I lock eyes with you, come walking across the room, and I say, what's up, my man? What are you going to say?
0: Oh, uh, well, i say probably by then I'll be out of dental school. Uh, I plan to be a dentist, hopefully in central Ohio, mm-hmm. and uh, be married with kids. Hopefully live in, like, Westerville or up Arlington, somewhere in that area.
1: And then these are uh, towns
0: uh, in Columbus, Central Ohio. And so, uh, Dennis, man, where are you going to go to school for that? Uh, I'm actually going to go to University of Dayton for a biology major and minor in business so I can own my own practice somewhere down the road.
1: Gosh, man, that sounds great. Cabernet, where would you like to live? if you could?
2: I don't really care. I want to be with my family. so Very good. Wherever... My sister is thinking about moving after college, so wherever she goes, I'll probably go.
1: So you're not worried about that?
2: I'm not worried about that.
1: That's a good attitude. I think the world is in safe hands with these guys. So now I'm going to switch gears and start talking about a scavenger hunt. I'm going to open this up to whoever has the chutzpah to start talking. The scavenger hunt was like this. So I put these 10 QR codes in extremely inconspicuous places with these pretty bizarre hints as to where these things were. And these were going to lead to prompts that had to do with the Industrial Revolution. So I'm going to go one at a time. I'm going to go ladies first. I'm not trying to be sexist here. She's on my left. I'm going to go ladies first. Cabernet, what was your recollection of this experience?
2: Well, we were timed and we had a partner. Um, And so we were kind of just all around the school, all over, every level, trying to find these QR codes, which, like you said, were inconspicuously (laughs) hidden Um, somewhere on the back of a random trash can. <laughs> Another was in his wife's office. Yes, yes. Um, so and did,
1: and what was my hint for my wife's office? Do you remember that?
2: Open this door and find an awesome relationship.
1: Now, <laughs> <laughs> now did you did you figure that one out pretty Oh, quick?
2: that was the first one we got. Oh,
1: okay, beautiful. Well, I speak highly of my wife, so that's, that's positive. So, so you respect that one?
2: Yeah, I like that
1: one. Okay, so you're cruising around the school. Who was your partner?
2: Jordan Foxworthy.
1: You had a good partner? Yes, I did. Intense partner?
2: Intense. She was very competitive.
1: <laughs> so we have 10 hints, and I think it was 20 or 25 minutes. How many did you guys find?
2: Um, we found six or seven of them. Which was good. But what? we didn't. We'd only answered two of the questions. Oh,
1: So you, you probably could have used more time.
2: Yeah. We tried so, to get all the clues first, and then sit down and answer the questions in the last couple minutes.
1: Okay, and there's some you couldn't figure out. I'm going to get to that momentarily. Here we go, Sanskrit. You went through the same experience. You're, you're cruising around the school. You're trying to find these QR codes.
0: How many did you guys find? Who was your partner first? My partner was Drew Minor, but we we're a little unsuccessful. We managed to only find about five. <laughs> so we're a little disappointed after the day, but... um. You know, it it was it was a interesting experience to say the least. Was it and, good to get out of the class and get moving? Yeah it was, it was. It was kind of funny though a couple of times we're running up and down the stairs. I'm almost about to trip up the stairs <laughs> looking for these uh the ones that were inc- inconspicuously placed <laughs> behind a fire extinguisher, and we could not find this one. And we checked every single one in the school, but it was the only one we didn't check. You are kidding a, me? You didn't you yeah. know that that was there? We did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what happened. I,
1: w- I came in on a Sunday afternoon when, when no one was in the building. And I thought, I have to do this so no one sees me do it. (laughs) And so I went around, I hid some of these things, and then I thought, to be honest with you, it would be easier than it was.
2: (laughs) Well, you didn't um, hide them well enough because uh, Frau in the elevator, she planted one. Oh, she Um, did, um, yes. She planted one.
1: Now, this is is Cabernet's mom who happens to teach (laughs) in the building. Tell them that story.
2: Yes, so she she kept asking me about it during the day and I didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. And so I go to find the QR code that's in the elevator beside Mr. Surtivant's. And that one says, um, you know, Dwight's designated key corner, <laughs> which is a reference to the office. Oh, oh, oh,
1: no, I did not know this. Okay. I'm a massive fan of the office. Cabernet's a fan of the office. Cabernet's mom's a fan of the office. And there's a great episode where Dwight takes over the building And the elevator breaks, and he actually urinates in an elevator. So that's what that references for. That is is awesome. Oh, I'm going to get on your mom, man. Right (laughs) up to this point A to point B. That is wonderful. That's a wonderful share. So uh, let me ask you this, uh, Sanskrit. I I think I saw you and Drew, who I call Asia Minor. I saw you guys out wandering around, and it looked to me like you were running out of steam a little bit. Yeah,
0: (laughs) We're getting there. <laughs> we definitely got enough steps in that day.
1: <laughs> so, so there's a yeah. point at which uh, this is
0: impossible. Let's just walk around for right. Minutes, right? And you got everybody in the hallway asking you, what are you guys doing?
1: What are you guys doing? Yeah. And then he yeah. just,
0: they, you just got to tell them, you're like, well, <laughs> Cedavon sent us on a wild goose chase. So. <laughs> okay, okay, now here's the deal, man. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to ask these guys because they know where everything is now because I told them. But I'm going to ask them about a couple of my hints. <laughs> And then I'll tell the audience what these were. But I'm going to see what their initial impression was. Uh, number one, finding one that could take you to another level. Now, that's what Cabernet was talking about. That was in the elevator, which I thought was painfully obvious. Did you figure that one out when you first looked at it?
0: Well, when I first thought about it, I was knew it had to be on either the first floor or the uh, basement. But I thought it was going to be on the stairwell somewhere. You were not alone in that. How about you? Um,
2: we didn't. Think of that one right away, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but your but, mom did.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. Well, no, she just saw the QR code.
1: And she's wondering, what the heck?
2: She was just like, okay.
1: Oh, I got to talk to her, man. That, that's awesome. <laughs> Here's another one that I thought would be so easy. And most kids got this one where Sturdiment gets his old school messages happens to be my mailbox in the main office. You get that
2: one? Yeah, we got that one. That you get a, that one?
0: Yep, that was our first one.
1: I think a lot of people got that one. Here's another. Here, here's two that were just a nightmare that no one could figure <laughs> out. Like many schools, we have these I, IEDs. I think that's what it's called. Electronic. It's it's the heart shocker thing. If you go down, you know, oh, it's defibula- in the hallway. The defibrillator, right? Yeah. And so I put one on the bottom of that, and, and the hint was, if you if you get to the bottom of where this code is placed,
0: I'll be shocked. Did you struggle with that one?
2: We did not find that one. Did
0: you struggle with that one? We looked in the right place, but we weren't looking at Correctly at it. We okay. were thinking it was going to be somewhere in it or on top of it, but it was underneath the. the case. So when
1: I put on there, if you get to the bottom of
0: where this code is placed, that didn't resonate. No, it did not.
2: <laughs> I was thinking it would be in the basement.
0: Yeah, it was did, in the basement. We knew it was in the basement, but yeah. we figured that was the end of it. We didn't yeah, know it was, that was be the underneath.
2: Bottom the right. Okay, yeah. and then
1: and then the one that was a nightmare, and this is where uh, Sturland got just downright diabolical on this one. I gave them a hint. Search this virtual tool we use daily. Any idea on that one?
2: No, I didn't. I Any no idea, idea? I
1: had no idea. I put it on the About section of Google Classroom. But that, that was a tough one. I think I only had about four or five kids figure that out of about, out of about 70. So that was a rough one. So all in all, is this something teachers should do?
2: Yeah, if, if they want to get their students excited about a topic.
1: Would you agree don't. with me that the 20 pages that we had to read in our history book on the Industrial Revolution were truly nap-worthy.
2: What do you mean by (laughs) nap-worthy? Put
1: you to sleep. Oh.
2: Oh. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, these are really dry pages. They're definitely. So I went ahead and I did this scavenger hunt with a part of the book that I thought was a little dry to digest, so it was a nice way to break things up. Hey, Sanskrit. What did you like about this, and what didn't you like about this?
0: I did like how, um, you know, you got out of the classroom because you know you're spending at least seven hours a day sitting down. So sitting it's kind of nice to get up and move around the school. Move around, baby. Yeah. The only thing I didn't necessarily like about it was the fact that it was—I mean, it was challenging. But I mean, I do like a challenge every now and again. But when you're searching there for it, you're just like, <laughs> I just want to know the question so I can answer it because you're looking for questions. So, so I probably need to make the hints a little easier. Yeah, this just, a, just a little bit.
1: All right, man. I'll yeah. do that. And then Cabernet, any advice on for a teacher on doing this?
2: Well, I would say probably give more time to answer questions mm-hmm. and get to the um, the actual uh, like topics.
1: All right. Now, I'm going to tell you something, man. If you're teaching early childhood education, they would love doing something like this. Would you promise me you'll give this a try?
2: Well, hopefully, you know, pe- Kids in elementary school don't have iPhones at that point, but you know, you never
1: know. <laughs> well, you, you could have a thing where it wasn't even electronic. You could yeah. just you could just give them a right, like a little maybe point to the next clue. Right.
2: Yeah. So you gonna try? Yeah. All
1: right, good deal. And Sanskrit, uh, it, it's been a pleasure for you coming in. Cabernet, it's been a pleasure you coming in. I'm so proud of both of you. You're gonna make the world a better place. Thanks so much. Say goodbye. They just they just gave me the rock. (laughs) Nobody can see that on iTunes. Take care now. So here we are at the What You Can Do Tomorrow section. I hope you're inspired to try this. Your your kids will love it. But first thing you want to do is you want to talk to your principal and find out if she's cool with you doing this scavenger hunt because sometimes people don't like kids running around in the hallways. Uh, And also there might be places off limits she doesn't want you to put a QR code. In the records room. (laughs) But also, I mean, obviously you want to check to make sure it's cool, but my principal was really intrigued by what I was doing, and he was really down with it. He was so interested in it that he actually shared classroomtools.net with the rest of the staff and said, hey, you might want to try this. So check with your principal first, and then... You want to go to ClassroomTools.net. Again, that link's on my show notes, and it's laid out for you so simply. You just type in the questions, you type in the answer, and boom, it creates the QR code. You want to create maybe five to ten questions based on the units you're studying, and these need to be big questions, not just trivial things. Next, you want to try to find some really good hiding places for your QR codes, and then you want to create hints. A handout sheet that has some hints for students to look around. You want to make certain that all your kids have a QR code reader. And I have found that when I issued this assignment, maybe my school's unique, but most of the kids already had one on their phone. And I have a link on the show notes that'll give you a great QR code reader that your kids can easily download. And finally, debrief your students like I did. Hey, how could I do this better? Did I give you enough time? Were the questions challenging enough? Were the QR codes hidden well enough, or they too hard to find, you'll learn a lot that way. Hey, man, <laughs> good luck tomorrow engaging your students.
0: Show notes for this episode can be found at jamesallensternivant.com. If you enjoy Hacking Engagement, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.